You know me, I'll drink ginger ale for fucking years. Hell yeah, if, I'll drink ginger ale like it's going out of style. Dude, I drink it in like a week. It's like two days, it's three ridiculous. days. Ridiculous, yeah. Oh yeah, I crush That's a twelve a pack of Lacroix at least, at least one twelve pack a week. I go through like I'll do that. I'll buy like like the twelve packs from Walmart, and I'll drink like six of them a day. Because there's not anything in it. It's flavor. It's just water. There's no sugar. Yeah, it's just bubbles and flavor and water. Yeah. Sign me up. It, it sure is fucking a lot better. Than, it doesn't taste as ginger ale, but most ginger ale has some amount of sugar and shit like that. And well, I used to be like big time addicted to soda. Yeah. And then I just stopped drinking soda, like cold turkey, pretty much like when I went to college because I didn't want to buy soda because I was like, I'd rather buy beer. beer, beer, cigs and coffee. Yeah, I need beer, cigarettes and other things. And soda was not on that list of other things. I can't drink dark sodas. I, I can't drink have, any soda. It was, like, it was like a Coke or a Pepsi and just the amount of sugar. It like it made I, me so much thirstier. And I was like, Christ, no wonder people get addicted to this. Yeah, I had like half a Sprite the other week and I thought my heart was going to like I got physically ill and like my was like sweating palms. Like I'm like sweating bullets. I'm like, why am I fucking my why is my body shutting down right now? And I was like, well, I didn't really do anything today. I didn't eat really anything crazy today. It was that motherfucking half of a bottle of Sprite. Yeah, that's true. Get you every time. Probably Sprite and the better ones for you over like Coke and Pepsi and. Well, my breakfast every single morning during high school, I had a can of Mountain Dew and a Pop-Tart. I know. I remember eating your trailer. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. (laughs) That's my move. I feel like that might have been an intro sometime. We're just going to reuse it as this intro. (laughs) That's fine. It's it's a classic for a reason, right? (laughs) That's right. Everybody can watch reruns. Yeah. I binge watched the same show. Now, now you know Factor Jock is jumping the shark when we're just telling the same stories in our intros over and yeah. over and over again. Time to hang That's it up, right. boys. What is up, you squares? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. I am your host, the surprise Pikachu me, Tyler. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, the two Spider-Man pointing at each other meme. Matt, Matt, what is going on, dude? There was a while where I wasn't, but... It's true. This is actually fine. your... This is a new record for you, two weeks in a row. It is breaking the three months. You did, like, a whole 60 in a row, and then dropped off for, like, 10, and now you're back. It's like one of those, like, whiteboards that hang in, like, factories that's been, like, zero days without madness like a podcast. And I honestly saw you earlier, but I was driving back from Buffalo doing calls and stuff, and I was getting ready to, like, do my daughter's bedtime routine, and I was like, oh, shit, mood technique, that's right, and I was like, give me an hour. That's fair. The fact that you were in Buffalo today and I wasn't, one of America's greatest cities, kind of jealous. Uh, I wasn't in Buffalo. It's uh, I told you what I was actually like, what the fuck is that? But again, you were closer to Buffalo than I was, and I have a deep love for Buffalo, New York. So if anybody out there listening from Buffalo, New York... Uh, you live in a perfect place. Debatable, but I will. <laughs> I'll be back there tomorrow if you feel any better. Hell yeah! Go see a, like a Bills game, even though that's not at all what is going on. Well, they're playing this week. Yeah, and they just got done playing a game on Tuesday. Who the Chiefs or the Bills? The Bills. They played the Titans because of that. There was a COVID game. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't get me fucking started, dude. This season has been out of this world for me for sports betting. I've been hot. Dude, hopefully you didn't bet on Kansas City. Um. Oh yeah, I definitely bet on Kansas City this past week. Uh, that and they was screwed a rough me. One. 
they screwed me out of like what was what would have been potentially like two hundred dollars. It uh, turns out Patrick is still a freak. Oh yeah, he's a gross human being, but like he's also human. Just freaky passive, running left, backward, like almost getting tackled and putting a pinpoint on someone's hand. Oh yeah, he's like corner. one of the five people in the NFL that I genuinely think can just do things that ninety percent of every other NFL player just cannot do. Like for example, imagine like Big Ben is fat ass to get that. That ain't happening. Oh, zero percent. Big Ben's washed anyway. So if you're listening to this and you're a Steelers fan, you can also eat shit. I should start up with it about football. Oh, oh and I, I care I too much about oh, football. I know you do. I have. Oh, yeah. I give way too many fucks about football. Let's go, Ravens. That's all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and then fuck the Patriots, uh, fuck the Steelers, and as of recently, fuck the Kansas City Chiefs, except for I do really enjoy Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, uh, inhuman. I guess instead of football, we can talk about. Oh, another game. Yeah, you know what's That's the a- weird thing about football, too? That, like, let's say, let's use Patrick Mahomes. He's obviously a freak. He's so I much better that. than everybody else, but he still gets to play the game. In Magic the Gathering, not so much the case. Because in yeah, Magic, yeah. we have this thing that we like to refer to as the ban and restrictions. Oh, I, so, I tried to put it together. You had that one. I did you not. Did. I just, you know, I just no clue we gonna... unfolded it in, out of my lizard brain and just vomited it out into the uh, the masses. I don't even think you do it on purpose sometimes. And then you catch it, you're like, oh, that worked. You oh, yeah, 100%. No, um, if I had to describe my way of transitioning, is that I trip and fall into them? You stumble. Yeah, and just to a lovely pillow of a transition. I can get behind it. Yeah, uh, Matt, yes. there was a banner restriction announcement yeah, so uh, this once week. Once again, I told this is going to be like another me watching a new segment uh, because, once again, just busy. Couldn't really spare time. Get on Twitter, the Twitterverse, and see what was going on in the magic world. Oh, yeah, this is another Tyler teaches Matt magic stuff. Which I don't mind. I actually kind of know because I... I don't get, I don't have the time to get pissed off beforehand. So, <laughs> so we just get your initial pissed off reaction just right yeah. out of the gate. <laughs> yep. That's about right. I kind of like that. It's, it's more organic that way. It really is. Well, Matt, a little more, a little background information. So there was a banner restriction announcement. We did not get an announcement for the announcement from my knowledge. Shocker. So another curveball from Wizards. You never know what they're going to do. They're the wild card. They are the Charlie of card games. And uh, turns out some cards were banned on Monday. Anything actually like legitimate? Oh, yeah. One of them is definitely a card that needed banned. And the other two cards that were banned, Matt, I'm going to be honest with you. They released the names of these cards. And if you would have told me, hey, do you think this name is a magic card? I would have been like, probably not. I legitimately have never heard of two of the three cards that got banned. Is it in one some of these formats that people care about? No, it's all in standard. Also, oh, like thirty people. Huh? Standard's well, like the most popular. I was saying it's only format. the most popular. But yeah, I think these these statistics probably came from the most recent event, like large scale, like Pro Tour kind of thing that they had, which was this past weekend. But Omnath Locus of Creation was banned, which that's the thing you told me about last yeah, time. Last Omnath week. is okay. super gross. I think everybody kind of knew that was coming. But in addition to Omnath. Lucky Clover and Escape to the Wilds was banned. So Lucky Clover artifact investing a food, it doubles. I don't think no, it's not a food. Lucky Clover says that whenever you cast an adventure in Center Sorcery, adventure you, you draw or copy it. Copy it. Yeah, which is it seems like it's pretty good. I honestly had no idea that card existed. When they said Lucky Clover is banned, I was like, excuse me, what card? I did. I that was a couple sets ago, obviously with the adventure. It was Eldrin, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually really good if you got, like, two of those. Just 
any adventure that's like somewhat decent becomes pretty gross. Yeah, that and seems like that would be really, really good. It. Like the first coffee is like everything after that's just happy. Oh yeah, just gravy after that. And the fact that it's a two mana spell and oh, most of like the yeah. good adventure spells that you're going to be casting are above that in, on the curve. It just fits in pretty snug. So it seems like that would be a really good card. I didn't know that it was ban worthy. From reading the little blurb that, that Wizards releases with the bans, they do kind of give some insight into why the card was banned. And I read that. I was like, okay, this all makes sense. To sum it up, it basically says that they knew Omnath was going, but they had the foresight to Just ban the, that what would that. be the guaranteed next best deck. Makes sense. Keep it fresh so it's not like, okay, this is a simple transition. Now people have to kind of figure it out again. Yeah, it's not just like next man up kind of deal. Um, might and be the, one of their better, hey, smarter decisions. Get ahead of the curve. Here. We're getting rid as well because this is clearly going to be an issue. Yeah, props to Wizards for that. Um, the and then the other card that was uh banned, Escape to the Wilds. Do you know what the hell that card is? Because that was another one. I was just like, um, excuse me, what does that do? Second like lands out. Um, you can pay. You can play part of the card says you can play an additional land this turn. And then it's the big uh beanstalk. No, it is actually a. Five mana sorcery. Oh, what am I thinking? I know. I don't. I. I, don't, I think I know what you're thinking of. It's the the beanstalk giant. Yeah, that okay, the one so that gives you a land, mean? and then it's power and toughness equal to the number of lands you control. I think. Yeah, it's like seven, eight mana. No, this one is five mana, three, a red and a green, and it says exile the top five cards of your library. You may play cards exiled this way until the end of your next turn. And that was banworthy. I apparently so. This is actually my favorite fucking thing I think we've ever done in 70 episodes of this podcast. We just get a ban and a restricted announcement. You and I are both total fucking morons, and we're just like, what are these cards? Oh, yeah, someone who plays it's like, oh, you fucking, what are you yeah, talking about? Oh, like, my God. Clearly this needs- There are people oh, screaming at us right now, like, you fucking morons. How did you not see this coming? And I'm just like, if you would have told me that Lucky Clover was a Magic the Gathering card, I would have told you. You're an idiot. I knew that one. I got the the mechanic wrong, but... But how they also give the blurb about why this card was banned. To summarize that, it was just to ensure that ramp decks did not get too, too out of hand. Because they go from doing nothing. To just axe full through the format. Well, I guess with uh, Nicole coming out or whatever, they wanted to, again, preemptively just say no. Oh, yeah. I, I guess mean, makes sense. Like they still like Lotus Cobra still in this format. So I can understand them wanting to get away things that make you play additional lands because that combination of those things is pretty it's fucking wild. Gross. Especially it's when you wild. have things like like they have Evolving Wilds and uh, Field. Is it Field? What's the one that sacrifices and gets thing back? Fabled Passage. Fabled Passage. That's what it is, not Field. Yeah, Fabled Passage. They have Fabled Passage and Evolving Wilds still in this format with fucking Lotus Cobra. But the thing is, they come into play tap, so instead of two mana, instead of three, which doesn't seem ridiculous, but I think that matters. Well, for Evolving Wilds it is, but for Fable Passage it's not. Uh, that's five mana. The, depending on the point in the game, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But any jumps, oh, from four to like nine mana, that's a big... That's pretty gross. And I guess you could really easily, easily pop off with that five mana. Yeah, when you're doing the shenanigans with playing additional lands and then... Those lands are fetch lands, and I can see how that would get pretty saucy pretty quick. So, like, sure, I guess that it's good that Wizards is thinking forward 
and being like, okay, we know we made a mistake with Omnath. Like, we blew it. This is us. I think that was more for, or not for, for command. And they just put it in a, a standard rather than jamming it into another commander set. See, but I have such a hard time, like, rationalizing that in my brain because of I'm how so closely packed, the release proximity is with commander logic. That's fair. Uh, that's true. Like, the only reason, I guess, is because because Omnath is a Zendikar staple. So, like, he would, yeah, sure, it makes sense that he's in Zendikar. But I don't know. Like, Omnath was just, I think, reading the card is a big, 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 big red flag. Yeah, even with, like, I'll call them shitty fans, like the evolving wild of the the world. And Fable Passage isn't, especially in the standard, um, but it's still... A fetch land that's two land drops like you said with lotus cobra that gets wild yeah i mean just think about omnath with just like a just a normal ass evolving wilds the evolving wilds comes into play you gain four life then you sack it and get a land that land doesn't even need to be tapped you just get four mana right there yep like, it, it just, just doesn't make much sense land it's not the with uh what's it called again? the other thing is and uro Oh, yeah, like, the fact that Uro, Omnath, Lotus Cobra were all legal at the same time in Standard is pretty nuts to me. Yeah, that's a a wild deck. That deck might be, like, something like that could probably shit on Cobbler. Oh, yeah, I would love to see that, because I know MTG Goldfish, uh, they're in the process of doing, like, a bracket, because now with all the cards that have been banned in the past, like, year and a half, you could make an entire bracket out of decks that were banned in Standard. They did that bracket. It's hard for me to believe that this Omnath, like, Uro deck would ever lose. Um, the one thing, like, the the energy decks that went to get Emrakul, that one, like, up there, I don't know. So but is, it ju- is that just a little standard. bit slower? I don't know. That's what I mean. It, yep. You could jump mana real quick with Lotus Cobra. Absolutely. Like, Lotus Cobra's Lotus a gross Cobra, card. Like, another two draw. So, turn, let's say, turn three, you play Lotus, make a land draw, sack it, like sack the Evolving Wilds, go get a, a, yeah, and then play another load. And then you have another one of those, like another Evolving Zach Wilds land. or something, or Fabled Passage. Mm-hmm. That's absurd. Yeah, that's a disgusting amount of mana production. So I could see why, because that gets out of hand real And those quick. decks were all playing like Genesis Ultimatum. Which which Ultimatum was that? That's the uh, Teamer one that you look at the top five cards of your library. You can put any number of permanent cards onto the battlefield. Yeah, that's a little busted, especially for standard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Re-print the deck is essentially all permanent. Force of Will, you coward. I don't even know if you would need Force of Will, do you? I guess a Spell Pierce could really just fuck all that up. Like, uh, even, like, just a good counterspell. Remand. That's what I'm saying. Like, a remand, I think, with the power level of spells that we're seeing. That also might just make those decks that much better. Because be they were to... playing blue, I guess. Yeah, to just be able to have, like, ridiculously good counter backup or something but i guess like but like remand alongside lotus cobra and omnath doesn't make a ton of sense i don't know someone much smarter than me would probably be able to figure it out oh yeah i almost a guarantee but like spells are getting so much better when is it when is when do we get to the point where we can see great spells that we've seen in the past reprinted we kind of saw that with opt a little bit that's just a good cantrip though that's not like something it's not like or encounter spell for that matter do you think mana leak is too good for standard i don't think so no i don't think so i think mana leak is fine because it's really only good like really really good early game for control deck yeah it's not terrible like a lot of value 
Oh, yeah, it exponentially gets worse the, the longer the game. But I guess it doesn't seem like these games in Standard have been going that long, just from, like, looking at the data. Again, have not played a single game of Standard. Two Standard experts over here literally have no idea what's going on with Standard. Yeah, doesn't mean we can't talk. That's we true. This like is Welcome to Fetch and Chalk, where we talk about things we know nothing about. Hey, this is our podcast. We can do whatever the hell. Goddamn right! Yeah, I don't know a damn thing. But, Matt. So someone who knows more about Standard, feel free to to hit up the, the Twitter or Discord oh, yeah. and let us know either how dumb we Yeah, go to fetch underscore shock on Twitter and just full-on rip our asses open for our bad takes on this. Or tell us that, like, you know what, you guys? Nail on the head. some solid points. You guys made a lot of sense. We're probably just, be, we're probably just like, scratching, like, the very surface of this, just making very obvious takes, and everybody's just like, oh, yeah, no shit, idiot. <laughs> We're just like, we're groundbreaking. We're geniuses. That's probably scenario. We're not solved. I mean, all things considered, this seems like a good call from Wizards. Oh, absolutely. More fun. How fun would that be? Play the mirror match constantly, which they never really want. You In kind of saw form. that most really probably energy that I can think of, where if you weren't playing the rug energy, you're just like, what are you doing? I mean, I feel and like you could look back as recent you're trying as to one-up. Oko decks. That's a little different because those decks never really were like, okay, I'm playing Oko and everyone else is playing Oko. What am I doing to facilitate that? Like next level. Yeah. Where with the energy, that's what they did. Yeah, because like, energy okay. was a big build around and kind of so is Omna in a, in, a, yeah. in a real big way. And the person who went bigger, like was bored, generally took the W. Oh, yeah, because it was just a stalemate until somebody dropped Haymaker that couldn't get answered. He had Dragon. Yep. Yeah, Were I mean, the bands only in standard. There was actually something? there was some historic bands and a brawl band. I bet you'll never guess what was banned in historic and brawl. I can guarantee that <laughs> it was Omnath. If you're shocked, oh, I probably could have guessed that. You 100 percent could have guessed that. I was I thought you were being facetious. No, I for sure thought it was nope, no 100 percent Omnath. Turns out that card's dumb in anything that you could probably play it in. I've even seen some modern decks playing Omnath. Excellent, bro. And Uro. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can just pretty much port that standard deck to modern and still win games with some much more power bases and cards and and cards. Yep. And they also unsuspended Burning Tree Emissary. So shout out to Burning Tree Emissary. I like that card. That card is pretty cool. Hell yeah. I always was a big fan of those decks that like you make all those two drops for free for quote unquote free. Um, and then play like the the goblin that's one at plus one plus zero and hate. Oh, like Bushwhacker or whatever the hell his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, that's a goblin Bushwhacker. Goblin Bushwhacker. Yep. Oh, the good old days when we when we were talking about burning tree emissary and goblin Bushwhacker. I remember like, those Jund. cards are powerful. Like just just good old Jund. Now you still have Jund. Just Planeswalker Jund. Oh my goodness! The last time I saw Jund was like in modern. Dude, that had to have been forever ago. Modern Horizons probably is when it like yeah. kind of spiked again. I guess when things started settling down in modern, um, like Renin Six fit into that deck pretty freaking well. Oh yeah, what do you mean? You make your land drops every single turn. Turns out that's good in Jund. Doesn't sound like a bad thing. No. Or just something that just can ping one ones Excellent. just for free, yeah. no card. That seems okay. Renin Six is a disgusting card, and I hate it so much. It's because it just shuts down death and tech. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of death and taxes, dude, there's an event this weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it's an event that you and I would have been attending. Well, maybe not you because child, but I would have been attending in paper if there was a paper event to attend. 
But instead, it's all on Modo. It's Eternal Weekend, my dude. They're doing it on Modo. They're doing Eternal Weekend on Modo. It's really cool the way that they're doing it. Because if you like buy your like 25, it's like 25 bucks to enter. They're doing Legacy this week. Next week, they're doing Vintage. But you buy your, your pass to enter, and then you temporarily get a God account. And you can build any deck you want. And you get to play it in Eternal Week. That's pretty cool. I might actually do that. Hell yeah. And Death and Taxes is actually finally sitting pretty in Legacy. Oh, wait, you said next weekend is vintage. Yeah, not this weekend. Next weekend is vintage. But this weekend is Legacy. I am actually considering playing Eternal Weekend. I'll be in your neck of the woods. Ooh. Using a vacation week. Coming to party with the family. Yeah, I'll be in the the Pittsburgh for a couple days and then back to the old the old woodlands ho 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 good old central pa you can never leave truly never leave sound like children of the corns type shit once you oh, yeah. here, you can never leave no it's 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 more of a curse than anything else but it's with you yeah so eternal weekend uh death and taxes is finally sitting pretty i'm genuinely consider playing it sweet so sure uh, some people will be streaming that i might have to oh yeah that on in the background i'm just like so unprepared because i have been so off magic with all the other shit that's been going on. Well, that's kind of one of the nice things about Eternal Flame. It's not like stuff rotates a ridiculous amount. Like yeah, the, the only changes decks... in Death and Taxes. Like, uh, death, don't get me wrong. Death and Taxes is actually a significantly different deck than when I was playing it, like, even like uh, four months ago. But the the core concept of the deck is always going to be pretty much the same. Yeah, land some little idiots and attack their mana base. Oh, yeah. I mean, we do get we did get a new toy to play with with uh skyclave apparition that card is so sick couldn't tell you what that is that is the three mana one white white for the two two the core spirit and then when it enters the battlefield exile up to one target non-land non-token permanent you don't control with converted mana cost four or less and then when skyclave apprentice leaves the battlefield the exiled cards owner creates an xx blue illusion token where x is the converted mana cost of that exiled card so eat shit oko is basically yeah, what that and says. And then uh, Flicky does some work with that too. Oh yeah, because like I have no problem giving them a three-three, because especially because it's blue, because I can just so efficiently just not give a fuck about creatures. Yeah, you have your swords and your. Oh yeah, so like people have been playing Spirit of the Labyrinth in the main, and then three Skyclave apparitions, and that's like the new standard for Death and Taxes. Could not be happier about that. What was the, the first one? The Skyclave Apparition. Oh, no, Spirit of Labyrinth. That is the two-mana 3-1 three one three one. that says players can't draw more than one card each turn. Okay. Again, just because Legacy right now is so unfair. Even, like, well, the fair so, decks are doing unfair shit. That's pretty good against Brainstorm to begin with. Oh, yeah. It's so good against Storm. Like, people, like, the. I guess the best decks in the format are still Snowco and Rug Delver because of pretty much Oko. Yeah, and, that makes sense. And to a lesser extent, um, Dreadhorde Arcanist, because that card is disgusting. Uh, yeah, that's just getting to re- replay your lightning bolts, turns out, is pretty good when you... But if you can land a Spirit of the Labyrinth and uh, protect that bad boy, it makes Dreadhorde Arcanist significantly worse. Yeah, it can't really attack into it. It can kill it, so... Yeah, it can trade with it, or it's just like, okay, you go ahead and flash back your Ponder. It does nothing. Dreadhorde Arcanist equal to its power or less, correct? Yes, correct. I'm surprised someone hasn't tried to like take a berserk tip with that. I mean, 
do you really need to make it higher when it's one and all of the best cards that you could possibly flashback are already just one mana? That's a fair point. You don't have to cast it on itself. Berserk your Delver or something or Delver. But I think even then, like if you had Berserk, if you had two cards in your graveyard, Berserk and Brainstorm, you're I think you're still picking sure. Brainstorm a hundred times out yeah. of hundred. That's fair. That's just <laughs> trying to fix something and brokenness. That's fair. But yeah, so shout out to Legacy. I might actually pick it up and play it. And then Matt, you have the option if you want to get to play some vintage. I just I won't be able to just being home and stuff with family. If I would like just piss off to a room for the day, some yeah, an entire day. I I guess I can get behind that. But Matt, there's also there's another thing I definitely wanted to talk about, <laughs> and uh, we started just shooting the shit about this before we started recording. And you specifically like, what? No, 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 no. Stop this right now. Wait till we're recording. I want to talk about this on air. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, we can do that. And that is the uh, hysteria, I guess we can call it, that occurred on Twitter. I mean, where else does hysteria occur, I guess, at this point? Nowhere. Yes. It's uh, the Twitterverse. Twitter is where hysteria lives and thrives. But on Twitter this fine week, there was a lot of talk about a certain concept in magic that concept is net decking now matt there's nothing inherently wrong or right about net deck it's just something that exists because the internet exists it's a competitive game and it's fucking bananas to me that someone would get paid it's like oh you took my deck idea it's like well you fucking posted it like you're doing well with it that's a good thing yeah, I, th- I think just like inherently, if something's doing well, other people are going to want to also do well. So they're going to do that same thing. That just that is it. It doesn't need more explanation. Yeah. And the, the thing that really super annoying, people were bitching about it on Twitter, you were saying, but no one was like, it's so terrible. Don't do it. And they were just preemptively bitching. Yeah, that was fine. The, that was the thing that I find the most interesting about this entire thing. It's not the fact that there was mass hysteria about a seemingly pretty quiet, pretty sleepy topic. It was that there was nothing to trigger it. It was just people were just sharing the same opinion over and over and over and over again. Aggressively. Aggressively, yes. 100% aggressively. And there was nothing to the contrary of that. There weren't two sides. It was everybody on one side. And they were all yelling. Yeah. <laughs> for no fucking reason. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. You're right. So, Tyler, are you aware on Reddit and discords of people sharing the same idea about decks to create a better deck? Oh, yeah. I am part of the Death and Taxes discord. Not to beat that horse to death. But, yeah. So, um, and that's a pretty friendly community. If you care about net decking, like, get over it. Now, I mean, do there you, is. Do you actually net- Do me personally. I would have to say yes, I do. Now, do you ever take someone's seventy-five tested? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I do that. I do. I do that all the time. Oh, see, I always take. If I do get do net deck, I take list and I tweak with it. I play around with it to what I like because there might be something that someone plays this card for a specific meta, and I'm like, well, I don't like. Okay, or... yeah, and I totally get that. My thing is when I like when I take a list from somebody. I think about it as they they built this thing as an entire piece. I want to try this entire piece. And then if there's pieces of it after I've tried it, 
that I'm not thrilled about, that's when I'll make edits. Yeah, that's tweaking it. Yeah, I'll do that all the time. Yeah, that's the one thing I would say is don't just take someone 75 and roll with it. Unless you play with it and tweak it and you're like, yeah, I like this spot on. I mean, hell, if anybody just copies somebody's exact 75, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it either. I'm just giving a recommendation to because you might go to play it and you're like, why the fuck is this in here? You have no action. Yeah, I agree. Okay, yeah, I, I can get down with that. That's what. But like, it was just a crazy scenario for me seeing all of this this just yelling into the void and like actively searching for the the source material for all of the complaining and not finding it because there wasn't any it was just people saying neck decking is okay and uh that everybody was just agreeing like why is everybody up in arms about this that's the weirdest part it's like it's just that was such a crazy thought experiment for me just a peek into humanity and the psyche of humans as a whole that is such a fascinating case study is magic twitter this week we both know one person vivaciously against that decade oh yeah we definitely that person mr kevin mr kevin almost fabio himself yeah he is epitome of whatever the opposite of net decking yep he absolutely hates it i don't think he's ever net decked once that i can no i don't even know if kevin knows what the internet is well he definitely knows what the internet is but <laughs> he it's not that he hates net decking he just thinks that he can make a better deck and for kev's weird lizard brain oftentimes with what however, he's trying there, to do yeah there are many times he starts out with a real shit of a deck and he works his way to something very 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 close to like the net deck which yeah i mean and that's just his process if somebody's process is looking up a deck and then playing that deck and then that's it okay cool if somebody's process is starting from scratch and then doing the kevin thing and then it either gets close to where a net deck is or it doesn't also cool all it, options are fine, yeah. It's, yeah, there is it, there is no right or wrong way to build or play a deck. Now, I can understand not liking net decking in some environments. Like, Commander is one of those things where I'm just like, why are you playing Commander? Are you playing Commander to, like, deck build and explore? Then if you're doing that, why, why net deck? Why bother you? Yeah, it just seems like that's taking away the fun of it. If you're playing just to win games then yeah, by all means, net deck. Somebody's probably already figured out the best combination of 100 cards to get you the most consistent win rate possible. That's not the commander that I play personally, and that's not the commander that I would ever want to play. So I never really net deck, but I use resources on the internet, and I look at lists and be like, oh, well, that's interesting. Like That's an interesting card choice. I wonder why that person chose that. And I use that to build my own decks. Is that net decking? Like, am I breaking my own rule? Um, I don't think so, because you're just getting ideas from someone. That's so, theory, like, are we just trying to define net deck now? Like, is is net deck just has to be take a list, play it exactly? No, I don't think so. I think it's like the idea, but everyone, unless you're Kev, who shared fate. Yeah, unless you just have that that brain, which I feel like that's a very small percentage of the population. Absolutely, I think so at least. Yeah, so unless you're Kevin or somebody like Kevin. Which I in some way, shape, or form, you have I to love use decks. Oh yeah, Kevin's decks are some of the most entertaining decks I've ever seen. It, they were fantastic. I'm not going to say they're the best decks I've ever seen. Some of them oh, are no. very good, but some of them are just so off the wall. Something I would never imagine or think of, and that is so 
cool and refreshing. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I love seeing this. I'm like, yes, this is fantastic. I love everything that you're doing. Please continue to do it. Like when I when Kevin just like, hey, I got something to show you, and he hands me a stack of cards. I'm legitimately like, I have no idea what I'm what I'm getting into. And I'll flip mm. it over and I'll look at the first three cards. I'm like, okay, well maybe he's trying to do this, and I'll think of a deck that I've seen before, like somebody else play. And then I'll look through another five cards. I'll be like, nope, not, not even fucking close. close. Not even a little bit what I was thinking. And then by the end of it, I'm just like, I'm somewhere in between scratching my head and just in awe. It's like, okay, I, I think I see what. And my favorite part is too. Well, Kevin was just like, well, what do you think about this? And like, what, like if you, I would change out this and this and this. And I'm like, Kevin, I don't even know what you're trying to do with this. I'm, I don't even like. There's, you shouldn't be asking anybody for help with this. Because nobody's working on the wavelength that you're working on, my man. Yeah, he's in a, a different world sometimes, which is fantastic. And oh, it, yeah, fuck always, yeah, I love it. Enough, but it's always fun and functionable. And sometimes the surprise factor gets people. It really does. Because if you sit down at a tournament and you know the 10 best decks in and out and how to play against them, and then someone does something so off the wall, you're like, and, somebody, and then somebody plays shared fate. Shit. Yeah, you're like, um, it literally can't beat this. Yeah, and there's not a sideboard card in the world that can d- deal with that. Yeah, it's that's the best. Hell yeah. And I do love when Kevin gets those moments too, because that's just like, that's validation for him. And that's also just the excitement factor for me. I'm just like, yes, get there, my man. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. So, I mean, I get to put this one to bed. Net decking, it was never wrong in the first place. I don't think anybody ever thought it was wrong in the first place. Yeah, do whatever you want to do. Like, I even think Kevin, even though it's not his style, there's plenty of people that he plays Magic with on a regular basis that I know just pulls their list from the internet. Yeah, 100%. He doesn't have a problem with it. Here's the thing. A lot of times, those decks are nice and tuned and ready to roll. You don't have to do the tweaking. You don't have... No, somebody did the work for you. It's just a grab and go. Best 75. Yeah, it's there. Someone did the legwork and you get to reap the benefit. Yeah, it's like a car. Like, some people want to buy like the body of a car and then like put their own engine in it, put their own transmission in it, do all of their own things with it and have their own unique individual piece. Some people would just like to go buy it off the lot, drive that motherfucker away. Yeah. The brand new 2020, but nobody's just like, Hey, uh, you buying that brand new car. That's the wrong way to do it. Yeah, Don't fucking do that. Shit. How dare you buy a garbage How dare person? you buy a car that drives immediately when you purchase it, you fucking scumbag. You're taking away all of the joys about driving a car. That takes you <laughs> a spot on analogy. That is the perfect analogy. Like, nobody was arguing that it, it, it's, it's not okay to net deck. Nobody was arguing against that. That's why I found it so fascinating. The subject That's, itself yeah. was not the thing that I gave a shit about. Because I could care less. The reaction, yeah. Yeah, it was the way that it happened. It was the way that the magic community acted and reacted to that. That I thought was just absolutely fascinating. Like I said, the perfect case study for any of you out there listening that is like a psychology major. You could write a book about that. Like your dissertation could just be solely about this past week in magic and how People are crazy. Shit, if you want to just go down a rabbit hole, scroll through Twitter. For- that's actually when I go back to school to get my doctorate. That's going to be my dissertation. dissertation. So Twitter and it's <laughs> Twitter and, and how it's smoothing everybody's brains. Just Twitter in general is turning everyone's brains to mush. Oh, yeah. 
my brain is going to be fucking screamy peanut butter in about a week or so. So I have no room to talk. I actually don't recommend doing this because you will kill it. Yeah, Twitter. I can't tell you how many times. Well, not so much, but I'd be on Twitter. What the fuck is wrong? With, and I would just have to shut it down. I can't I've been doing that more. Times, can't tell you how many times to say, "Yeah, I'm I'm done with it." Just like am super close to just getting rid of my account. Oh, see, I'll never do that because I genuinely like interacting with people in a positive way on Twitter. Like whether it's through the Fashion Shock Twitter or uh, on my personal Twitter, just interacting with people that I know or people that I met through magic or people that I met through skateboarding or music or whatever, just interacting with those people. And that's why Twitter is great. But the other uh, 50% of Twitter is a hellscape. It's trash. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before. People were a lot, a lot more confident behind a computer screen. Oh, yeah. The keyboard cowboys out there are just going nuts on Twitter. And I love it. That is the best term. Keyboard cowboy? The keyboard cowboy. Yeah, that's what they are. Just fucking shooting from the hip, sitting behind that screen, baby boy. Yeah, you have no filter behind it. Hell, yeah. Oh, I have a perfect, perfect example of not for Twitter, but on Magic Online. This will be the last story uh, time moment for tyler before we jump into our game but story time story time with tyler everybody gather around by the campfire it's story time with tyler i'm using that now that's i'm gonna make a song about that story time with tyler <laughs> but uh so me and rupert uh rupert and i whatever i ain't no grammar <laughs> expert i know grammarian over here but uh rupert and i we're playing a little bit of Commander on Magic Online. Having a good time. He was playing his Edric deck, basically just built to make the game ridiculous. I, can I believe. Dig it. Yeah, it's super sick. I believe I was playing like Black White Triad of the Fates, which is a rare from Theros. And it's just Black White Blank. Big fan. And we're having a nice casual game. Um, and one of our opponents was playing Brago. And our, our the room that we set up was specifically listed as budget casual fun okay this guy jumps in his turn two was play his commander because he went uh turn one land before his next turn tutor went to get mana crypt played land mana crypt brago so everybody's just like okay we need to kill this guy we started to target him we got him down whittled him down and uh it got to a point where he pretty much needed to uh win the game because before his next turn, he was going to be dead. So he was doing a bunch of stuff, stacked a bunch of triggers, did it wrong, complained in the chat that he did it wrong. And uh, then he got real, real salty. And uh, <laughs> he used some very colorful language. Like he was throwing out the N word in Magic Online chat. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he was like calling me like a fascist Nazi for no reason. He was called, he said specifically a far left fascist nazi liberal which that statement in and of itself seems like a contradiction yeah far left nazi liberal yeah those those don't really mesh together too well but i was like oh that's not that's not cool very bad so he conceded the game but then proceeded to watch the game and then at the end of the game it was me the other guy the other guy pretty much comboed off did his thing killed me and then the guy came back and just started using the n-word aggressively in the chat that's where someone reports that piece of shit i was like holy shit so i screenshotted and put it on twitter obviously so if you want to see the 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 screenshots of this conversation you can go to my twitter at basically and see these 
That shit blew my mind. I, it's been a very long time since I've seen somebody get salty on Magic Online. And salty to the point where he was using slurs and shit. I was like, oh my god, this is fucking wild. Over an online card game. Over an online card game, exactly. And so that is an example of keyboard cowboy at its finest. Like, I can only imagine if that disgusting neckbeard in person, how meager and weak that human being is. Someone would beat the living piss out of oh my god like let's sure. say that that was a commander table at a gp i would get kicked out of that gp so quickly or just clocking them oh my god i would reach over the table and strangle that human being to death that's just that's but one... like he would never say that nobody would ever say that stuff in person but because you have your your screen as your little sword and shield and you can just go ahead and spout your mouth off with no repercussions whatsoever. Well, first of all, racists are pieces of shit. It never, racism never made sense. And then over a card game, like, come on. Dude. Grow up, dude. Yeah, so that put me in a salty mood. But like, it's just, that just goes to show. The keyboard cowboys, man. Yeah, they're out there for sure. Shooting from the fucking hip. Those are the people who just shouldn't be allowed to exist. Shouldn't be allowed to fucking poison other people with their nonsense. Like, that's that's literally insane. Over a card game. Over a card game. Like, there should be a rule that if you do something like that on Twitter, or on, on Twitter, on Facebook, on anything like that, on Magic Online, anything, there should be a rule that if whenever you say that to somebody, or say anything like that to anybody, they should just be able to... Press a button, find your address, and go to your house. Absolutely. That and just smack the shit out of you. Other people would calm their shit down. Yeah, there. I mean, there's got to be like some criteria, like to to meet before that happens. But this guy definitely saw that line and stepped way. Yeah, he crossed it. I should have been able to press a button, get the GPS coordinates to that guy's house, and then just be able to press a button again and just teleport me to his front door, like already knocking. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Knocking on the steps to his mom's basement. That's what to say to his, <laughs> to his mom's house. Him with a two liter of Mountain Dew. Saying some dumb shit on Magic Online. You talking smack. Oh yeah, that was, so that was fun. That's story, that was story time with Tyler. I'm glad you guys story got the ground fire Tyler. for story time with Tyler. Here's I'm your, so happy about the that. the tip of the week. Don't be that person. Oh my god, yeah, now we're the Fetch and Shock Advice podcast. Don't be a racist on the internet. No, just don't be a racist in general. That's just okay. Yeah, take out the internet part. Don't be a racist, and then just put a period at the end of that. That's cool. Yeah, you cool. can just that's that's more than just that's what. Don't be a garbage piece of shit. Yeah, I didn't have to put a qualifier at the end of that. Don't know why I did, but I did. Ought to have it probably. <laughs> Maybe you're secretly a racist. Who knows? No one. Knows. <laughs> but but just don't be one on the internet. I guess. Yeah. No, oh, just that shock says don't be a racist. That's yeah, we're putting our foot in the sand. Yep, line. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that we we got on our we got to uh, preach that to the world. Some really profound shit. We taught everybody how to play standard, and we got we taught everybody how to be a reasonable fucking human being. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can dig it. When did we become chicken soup for the soul? I think day one. <laughs> Just from the jump, we were the Fetch and Shake, Fetch and Shock Advice Podcast. Fetch and Shake, the Fetch. That's and what shake. dogs do. Fetch and Shake, but we Fetch and Shock. Boom. Fucking trademark. Yeah, TM. Put some respect on that fucking name, boy. All right, dude. Never, 
Never say that again. Put some respect on that name. <laughs> no, we're we are a very uh, respectful podcast. Try to be. We're seventy episodes deep. We deserve at least a little bit of respect, right? Probably. Probably. Nah, I'm probably not. not right. that <laughs> I was just to say no. Fuck that. All right, dude. Well, I wanted to bring something else up, but I forgot what it was. Oh, next. Well, next week or just in the middle of the game. Take a halftime. No, I can't think of what it was. Just to spout off about some other shit. I don't know. I think I'm tapped out. I had something, but I I don't recall what. (laughs) Well, if you think about it, we'll bring it up at the end. But for now, Matt, we got a game to play. That we do. And that game is accumulated knowledge. So every week at the end of the episode, we play a little game where we go to the Scryfall website and we hit the random card generating button. One of us asks the other the name of that card. The other one has to give the mana cost of that card. If they get it right, they get a point. And if they don't, um, I guess they uh, they never get to play standard again. Oh, no. What a bummer. You will only ever receive salt on. Oh, every single chat will be the chat that I experienced. Yep. Perfect. I love that. Bring that on. I guess I better win then because I think you're asking me. I am asking you. You asked me last time. God, I'm so out of practice with this game. Dude, I feel like such me, a I know. rusty prick now. Did you guys not play this? Oh, we played it, but I was asking all the guests, so I never got an ask back to me. Go ahead and explain the game. I just did. Oh, I was. <laughs> so I, I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> Fountain shock, where the hosts don't listen to each other and just yell. That's eh, about right. It's actually pretty accurate. Pretty spot on. So go ahead and explain. No, just kiss it. <laughs> all right. Are you ready for your first one? I've never been more ready. This one, uh, I don't think you're going to get this. I don't like to hear that. This one is Eternal Witness. Oh, Eternal Witness. <laughs> I love me some Eternal Witness. So Eternal Witness is one and two green. When it enters the battlefield, you can return a card from your graveyard to your hand. You, sir, are correct. It's a human, right? It's a creature human? Uh, I don't know the. Uh, it is a human shaman. That was probably yeah, human uh, shaman. I think it was human a human shaman forever. Fifth dawn. See, fifth. Oh no, it was human shaman forever. Yep. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. Yeah, E witness is a boss. You got that one right. I tried to throw you off, but you'll get it. Oh no! Uh, Listen, I was on my shit. Eternal witness is uh, a softball if I've ever seen. Yeah, it's right, right there. Um, I'm not sure about this. You ready for? Oh yeah. This one is boil. Ooh, boil. That's a. Is boil a burn spell or is it a removal? I try to think about what boil does. You have. Oh, no, wait. It's not. No, I'm an idiot. It's not even a removal. I guess it it does remove things. It removes islands, right? It destroys all islands for four mana. It's three in a red. If I'm. I have to be thinking of the right card, right? I don't know. Would you like a hint? No, I I think I'm going for it. Because boil was a sweet sideboard tech for Jund like forever ago when it was like the two big decks were uh, Jeskai Control and Jund. Is your final answer three and a red? Three and one red, yes. When every reed is barred and every wave is dust, only then shall I rest. Destroy all islands, correct? Destroy all islands. You are yes! correct. Nailed it! This is originally Tempest. Is it really that old? Yep. There's a white border one too, isn't it? Eighth edition, yeah. Yep, eighth edition. That makes a lot of sense because I feel like... And seventh edition. Oh, it's from seventh edition as well? It is from, there's a, actually a good amount now. A lot of them, are, I guess. So, Amincat, oh, yeah. Invocations, 8th World Champs, 01, 2099, 98, 7th Edition, Classic 6. So, most of the, the playable tournament playable ones are white border. Yes. 
That's why I remember that card being white border because that's what everybody had. Oh, you fucking. Oh, another softball. Bring it on, baby. Ugin the Spirit Dragon. Oh, Eugene. Oh, my God. This might be the easiest accumulated knowledge we've ever got. I mean, you had softball ones in a row here. Ugin the Spirit Dragon. Matt is eight colorless mana. Yeah, you got it. Or eight generic mana, I guess. Let me see if I can remember the card off the top of my head. I don't remember the numbers of the pluses and minuses. It starts at seven loyalty from what I remember. It has a plus ability that deals three damage to something. It has an X ability that deals X damage to all colorless or colored creature. And then the plus ability is the opposite of cruel ultimate. So it's like gain seven, draw seven, put seven permanents in. You're pretty close. Plus two, deal three damage to target. Minus X is exile each permanent uh, X or less. That's one or more colors. And mm. minus 10 is gain seven, draw seven, put seven permanent cards from into the battlefield. Pretty close. I'll take that. I mean, I- you have the idea. Yeah. All right. So I'm already the winner and I haven't used a single hint. And you've also given me nothing but very easy cards. Then I have one. I hit like three land. Eternal witness again. <laughs> that's crazy. That's the first time that's ever. For the second in the same accumulated knowledge. That is 100% yeah. the first time. This is a historic episode. You're not getting that. Uh, Spine of Issa. That is seven colorless mana. Spine of Ishna enters the battlefield. You get to exile something. And then when Spina Vishna goes to the graveyard, you put it back in your hand. What modern deck did this play in? I mean, it had to have been Tron, right? Wrong. Oh, what was it? Casey. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah that makes a ton of sense. Where was this shit earlier? All right, you ready for your last I can't wait to use all three hands on this one card. This is Grave Spawn Sovereign. Grave Spawn Sovereign. All right. Uh, does that card have flavor text? It does. My first hint... Can I get the flavor text? Yes, you may. The Cabal never expected creations to create servants of their own. Ooh. That's a dope flavor text. That's really good flavor text. Hmm. Okay. Um. I'm assuming it's a creature. Can I get its power and toughness? Its power is three and its toughness. Okay, so a three, three. Now for my last hint, can I get what the cart actually does? Tap five, untap zombies and troll. Put target creature card from your graveyard into play. Un- oh, wait. Oh, why do I know this card? I could probably guess why. And it's obviously a commander. I think this is three and two black. Is I don't that know. Your final answer. I think that is my final answer. I don't know why I think that is, but I think it is three and two black. You are very close. Four black. Four and two black. Shit. I knew it had double black in its mana cost. I think I was looking at this for my Carador Ghost Chieftain commander deck but then i didn't have enough zombie yeah this is a zombie lord um not a legendary but zombie lord has some crazy wicked art too that is a gross card that flavor text is awesome what was the flavor text again the cabal never expected creation create servants of their own that is actually a awesome flavor text yeah it's spot on that is so good and it can tap itself just as a i never noticed this i wish i would have freaking got that just to top it off yeah, I'm kind of salty I didn't go five for five. I mean, I also did get just four absolutely softball throws. Oh, you're going to guess what your next one would have been? Eternal Witness? No. <laughs> giant Growth. Oh, I think I would have got Giant Growth, too. You'd been for five. Breeze through that one. That felt pretty good, if we're going to be honest. Didn't even hesitate. Crushed it. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I would. That was pretty spot on. 
I'm the fucking champion, baby. That means I get my shout out. I haven't had a shout out in a minute. That's not true. Last week we had about 30 of them. Oh, that's true. We did go all out on the shout outs this week. I think this week we're just, we're sticking to one. Sticks out. We're doing one, hitting it home with a good one, then calling her a day. But my shout out this week is going to be Basking Bazaar on Twitter. The shit is that? That's the official home of the wallet deal, my dude. Of the what? The wallet deal. I don't know what that is. You're going to have to explain that. It is just another one of those just great resources that Twitter offers for uh, if you want to buy some really disgustingly cheap old magic cards. Not always old, but oftentimes at least modern magic cards. It's it, it's very reminiscent of like Jeremy uh, Missouri MTG when he used to just like post pictures and stuff. And he's just like, oh, here's a disgusting price for this. Buy it. He still does that. Yeah. This is just another version of it. just a different Jeremy. Yeah, it's it's actually uh, Liz Devoted Dread, who I played in a Legacy event a while ago, and she was the best. She was so oh, yeah, cool. she's real cool. Yeah, and she also has a other whiteboarder Death and Taxes. Yeah, deck. she's the other garbage person in the yeah, world. Yeah, she's the other scumbag like me, which I love that nonsense. Um, she kind of stopped doing Walla deals like from this like secondary account, the the Basking Bazaar account for a while, but recently she has picked back up and. Uh, some of these deals are very good. Like recently she sold two city of traders for like 300 bucks. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. And they were both in pretty good shape. Dude, that's saving like hundred bucks. Right? They're like yeah, just about. Now. Yeah. They're about 200 a piece. And she was selling like a ton of like old art, uh, shock lands. I know some force of wills just recently went up not too, too long ago for like a play set of force of wills for 300 bucks. That's a pretty good deal too. Yeah. Like old force. And again, I bought my five bucks off Kev from ten years ago. But the year is twenty twenty, and force of wills are significantly uh, more expensive. Than Which is crazy with the amount of printings that some people want them old ones, man. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, so shout out to Liz because Liz is great. Uh, I think she was already a shout out. That's why I didn't choose her. But also shout out to Basking Bazaar because that's where you can go get some sweet, sweet magic cards on the cheap. You can also get some sweet, sweet magic cards on the cheap from flipsidegaming.com because if you use code checkout or code code fetch <laughs> code code checkout at fetch yeah if you use code fetch at checkout you can get 10 percent off your order so like you go do that shit. go buy and then all of the money that you save you can spend with basking bazaar get cards from from liz or it's, vice versa or vice versa exactly listen this works in a thousand different ways that's a lot of ways oh man we also got to shout out our twitters which the fetch truck twitter that's where you can go to tell us that we're our standard takes are awful. At Basic Land Bin, that's my Twitter. You can tell me that death and taxes is bad there. And then uh, if Matt's Twitter, at its bop, you can go there and tell him to uh, I don't know, start playing be Magic. On Twitter more often. Yeah, start being on Twitter. And you could probably tell us all of this also on the Fetch and Shock Discord. You can find that in the link on our Twitter or in the description of this episode. Yeah. All right, dude. Do you have any other? Did you remember what you wanted to talk about? No, completely turned <laughs> out. We'll save it for next week then. Um, I don't know. Besides that, we were. This was a very insightful, inspiring episode. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, we taught everybody how great standard is. We we fixed everything, and then uh, we also told people not to be pieces told of shit. People not to be scumbags. Giving you advice for magic and life, the fetch and shock way. And people also <laughs> gather around the fire for story time with Tyler. That's also extra fun. Story time with Tyler. God That's damn. a new segment. Gather around the fire, ladies and gentlemen, because it's story time with Tyler. 
Oh it yeah, we're, we're definitely picking that up thing. Oh yeah, it'd be insane not to. Oh yeah, I'm gonna beat the piss out of that dead horse, and then when it's dead, we're gonna beat it. So that is the fetch and chalk way. <laughs> I can get behind it. All right, dude. Well, anything else uh, before we say our sayonara? No, dude. I think I'm solid. You good? Oh, I've never been better. So, with that being said, we will see you later, nerds. Oh yeah, Matt can't say it because child. I can't scream anymore. Yeah, whisper scream ready. Yeah, peace. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>